1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: it's radio 92.9 the game dukes and bell back with you here live on a monday afternoon mike bell back from vacation john chuckery in for carl dukes hanging out with you here in the Kia studios this afternoon get back uh, into some more Braves talk as, uh, of course, we now hit the All-Star break. And, um, you know, Freddie will hit cleanup in the All-Star game. So if you want to watch a Brave uh, mm. tomorrow night, uh, you saw Drew Waters and Michael Harris last night in the Futures game. So we'll get into more Braves talk a little bit later on in this show. We do have Atlanta United coming up this Saturday, taking on the top team in the East uh, right now, New England Revolution. That will be a 4.30 pregame with a 5 o'clock kick. And as we head out on the com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. He will be part of the broadcast uh, as always, along with Mike uh, Mike Connie. Jason Longshore joins us. Of course, hit him up on Twitter at Longshoe. And by the way, very quick note uh, for both of you that um, RAP we lost Paul Orndorff, uh, Mr. Wonderful. Paul Orndorff died oh, wow. a little bit earlier today. He's been I just sick. saw that. Yeah, he's been sick, and I, I somebody had updated me that he there was a video Jason of him put out a couple of weeks ago that. He's been in real bad shape. He's had a lot of health issues since he got out of wrestling, and um, a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, he's, he's just kind of hanging on by a thread. His family put out something, so um, RIP to Mr. Wonderful. Him and Hogan did some big, big business, Jason, back in the uh, mm-hmm. early mid-'80s.
3: Yeah, one of the greats. One of the absolute greats in the, the, the rise of, of the WWF back in the 80s.
4: Absolutely. Now, what this has to do with soccer? I have no idea. All right, buddy. So, we tied Nashville. So Jason's a wrestling fan. Sure he is. Let's not tell everybody that. People still like him. Hey, man, so you got a 2-2 draw against Nashville. He just takes the Undertaker. And I go on Twitter and I say, hey, you know, remember when this team used to be good? I understand, Jason, because of the national call-ups and the international duty, we're not at full strength. But another draw, I haven't won a match since back in May. But a lot of folks said there were some good things because youth was served, the younger guys stepped up, and we also had some crazy officiating.
3: Yeah, I, I like to have that one on Twitter, Mike, because uh, it was it was a good performance when you take everything into account on Thursday in Nashville, with. Four players missing due to international call-ups with an injury list that you couldn't even fit into one tweet, maybe two tweets. You might have needed the the thread to go to three on it. And then you had an injury. Then you had a red card. It it was a a crazy situation on Thursday. But the biggest difference for me between the trip to, to Chicago and the trip to Nashville was the fight in this young, young team with four academy players on the field. They didn't get frustrated when things went against them. They didn't get frustrated when they had to readjust on the fly when Mo Adams was injured, and they fought back to get a point. They had opportunities to potentially get more. It's something to build on, and especially right now over this next month with the Gold Cup going on in CONCACAF, and Brad Gazan, Miles Robinson, George Bello away there, Zach Barco at the Olympics. It's going to be tough, but a lot of teams are dealing with this. And I think what I've seen watching games around MLS last week, the teams that, that are putting forth the kind of effort that Atlanta United did are the teams that are finding results. The teams that are, are getting down because of the adversity they're dealing with are the teams that are dropping points. And New England's one of those that drop points.
2: So, Jason, the uh, the transfer windows open. The transfer windows open. The transfer windows open. So, as we celebrate uh, that, what should we be looking at for Atlanta United as uh, now a chance to make some moves?
3: I think they're going to be active. It's a weird window because of just the market worldwide, with you know teams. In some parts of the world, looking at having fans back in the fall as the European seasons and the South American seasons get started, and in some parts of the world that's still a little bit of an unknown, there's clubs who need money. Uh, there's big clubs who need money right now. Barcelona, we've we've seen it going on. They They can't register players until they get their payroll under control. And they've got to re-sign a guy who just won the Copa America named Lionel Messi. So we'll see how they handle that. I don't know if there's any players in Atlanta's budget over at Barcelona they can go grab. (laughs) But I think they're looking for an impact player in the front five to replace Emerson Hyndman, who's out with the ACL injury. And it could be a central player. It could be a winger because you can move the pieces around a little bit. And I think Gabriel Heinze now has a pretty good feeling on the roster that he has and what kind of pieces he could be looking to, to upgrade and create more chances and find more goals for this team.
4: It is our man, Jason Longshore, at Long Shoe on Twitter, guys. Get his takes on everything in the world of soccer. He joins us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Yeah, Jason, I, I know we've talked about you know, how the youth is certainly coming up, and that was something that this organization was built to do, and that's great. But, you know, Nagby never really replaced, never really replaced Miggy. These are the conversations, you know, you and I have had about some of the articles that have been written the last couple of weeks and months. So when does it gel? And is it impossible to gel with all the things you just laid out because of injuries now and because of all the mi- missing pieces?
3: In the short term, it's impossible to gel because you're missing your starting goalkeeper, starting center back, starting left back, and a starting central attacking midfielder or left winger. That's four out of 11 that that you're missing right now. It's not even getting into the injuries of guys like Franco Ibarra that you're you're wondering when he can get back. It's not getting into the fitness issues with Joseph Martinez after testing positive for for COVID during the Copa America. That's a couple more starters. So it's tough. It's very difficult right now. And it's going to take, one, Gabriel Heinze continuing to, to get these guys fighting for him, and that was something that he really highlighted after the match in Nashville. And it's going to take some, some young players to pick things up quickly. And, and that's something that you hope to see Jackson Conway continue to build on getting his goal, being named to the bench on the MLS team of the week. Tyler Wolf continuing to develop. George Campbell, who I thought played very, very well in Nashville, coming off the bench in a tight spot. Machope Chole is another player who the more we see of him, I think the better he looks. But these guys have to start making more of an impact very fast to pick up results over this next month. But again, remember, a lot of teams around the league are dealing with this, and Atlanta's not the only ones. They have to find a way to get results against other teams that are dealing with it.
2: Jason Longshore on the waitfor.com hotline, our analyst, uh, obviously, for Atlanta United as they get ready to take on the New England Revolution. The points leaders in the East coming up on Saturday, 4.30 pregame, 5 o'clock kick. They have lost three times uh, the Revolution, which is two more than Nashville. And considering that Atlanta United had a couple of draws against Nashville, what should we be looking for with New England coming up on Saturday?
3: New England had an awful start against Toronto, who just fired their coach not that long ago and ended up losing three two last time out they're They're missing Matt Turner, their goalkeeper with the u s men's national team, which is a huge miss for them because when you start to dig a little deeper into some of their results, they've had some outstanding performances from Turner he's one of the best shot stoppers in the league and He's taken away some goals from teams that maybe other goalkeepers would have found a way to give up. They're also missing Tejon Buchanan, but Bruce Arena really lit into them after the match in, in his post-game comments, and I'm curious to see how they start the match in Atlanta. I think for Atlanta United, it's a lot of the same stuff we've been talking about. The attack has to be better. The front five has to be impactful, but I think against a team like New England and coming in after a bad result, it, it's going to have to be a fast start a fast start and contain to continue to sustain that pressure throughout the first half
4: it is our man jason longshore guys we got plenty more on the braves and what do we do now that acuna is out that's coming up next hour but real quick i was talking with john john did not watch italy versus england i mean john it was the most watched sporting event on the planet
2: again i had i had some slices of pizza yesterday you know what
4: jason it was unbelievable i tweeted out because we spoke to george bellow about two weeks ago about just penalty It came up in conversation about the mental aspect of it why does England struggle like this? And why were the young guys out there? And why weren't some of the dudes who were much better than these guys with more experience in the game kicking? Because obviously he, he's, the, ex, the manager is getting killed right now.
3: And then that's the thing. If you ask Gareth Southgate, the, the manager, he's going to tell you that they they worked on it in training, they, they went through all the practice sessions on penalties, and these were the five best guys, and, and that's who he believed. And he made a couple of subs to get two of them on the pitch. Um, I think – Southgate made the biggest mistake in letting it get to penalties he he gets an early goal at home at Wembley Stadium with uh, supposedly sixty five thousand that fans in the building, but the security was uh really failing on the job, and a bunch of extra people got in the doors. Uh, who knows how many were actually in the building. but you get a goal in the second minute and oh, then sit back you park the at bus home? right why it, it, against a, a team that Italy had the best tournament, I thought, for the Euros. I I thought they played really, really well, and they've got a, a lot of talent coming through. But when you look dollar for dollar, player for player, roster to roster, England is the better roster, and they played like the underdog. They got a goal. They sat back. They kept sitting further back. They sat further back. They really showed no initiative, and they kept a lot of their firepower on the bench and used it in extra time. When you do that, and you wait for penalties, you're not going to find that success. And they didn't. And the final three kickers, one of them hit the post and two were saved. It's just, I felt like England threw it away with their approach after getting an early goal. That's when you go in and try to put the game away in the first half. With thousands of people screaming their head off for you,
4: and I don't know, I think it was the uh, maybe the next to last penalty kick. I just thought you look at the way McGuire and Kane take those things; they're rockets. They step up, pow, middle to high, away from the goalkeeper with confidence. And it just—I know Joseph can get away with it because he's that good, Jason. But that little stop and hop, and a few of those guys look like by the time when the goalie didn't take the bait, they literally pooped their pants.
3: That's why I'm not a fan. Two of those guys for England came on a minute before the final whistle. Uh, one of them, I think, actually touched the ball. The other one didn't. I'm never a fan of that because you're you're not warm. you're not ready to go. You, you haven't you know had a shot or at least a couple of long passes. You haven't gotten going. And it's very hard to then step up and hit a penalty. It, it is a mental thing. And I thought they, they really struggled with their approach. Going into just the whole match in general, they were too conservative. But then going into the penalties, they had veterans on the field that should have taken those penalties instead of bringing subs on who were cold.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.